The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what I did was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play. Off to the races. Touchdown. Oh, he's done it again. Now here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. This is your Fantasy Football Today mailbag. It is Saturday. We are just hours away from Alabama dismantling another Sunshine State School, but uh, uh, where's the game? Gainesville. Uh, we're like no interest in going. I mean, there's a huge interest in going, but you know, I got to work Sundays. What is it, night game? Uh, no, it's not a night game. I don't think so. You could have pulled it. You don't even know what time the game is. Come on, Adam. Adam, listen. <laughs> you, you, you understand how much I would love to just sit back and and pay attention to the Gators and wonder, uh, be up to date on everything that's happening. I don't have that in my head. I understand, but you know, you get to know the game time. It's probably three thirty on CBS. I, I'll right? check the day of. Usually, I'll check right now. It's probably three thirty CBS. Anyway, big day for Jamie. Uh, Gators taking on Alabama. CBS. There you go. Watch it on CBS. Welcome to the show as we answer your fantasy football questions. Jamie can sit back and relax and answer fantasy football questions all day. Fantasy football at CBSI.com. Also, your Apple podcast questions. We appreciate all of the five-star reviews. Remember, it's helpful not just to leave us a question, but to leave us an actual review. Like to know what you like about the show. Want other people to see it and other people to listen to the show. All those things. Um, so we appreciate that from our audience. Now, there are emails, and there is the email of the day. From Philip, from a sunny town in South Florida. Phil? <laughs> Where is he from? In sunny town in South Florida. Uh, Coral Springs. What was the name of the town in T- Puxatawney? What was it? Puxatawney Phil. Puxatawney. Okay. Sorry. That's pretty bad on my part. Phil? Hey, Chris, Mercury, and Mark. Uh, Morris's? Well, I don't know. I mean, uh, Dolphins? Chris? Chris, I don't know. Mark Duper? Mercury Morris? Mark Clayton? I don't know. You're the Dolphins guy. Consider this point, if you will. Chris Carter? Consider this point, if you will. Trey Sermon and Elijah Mitchell were both drafted this year. Trey Sermon was a third-round pick. Elijah was a sixth-round pick. So why did he play over Sermon? Because Sermon was a healthy scratch due to behavioral behavioral issues. Do we know that, by the way? No. Yeah, see, that's the thing. That's the rumor. Could they both do about the same under the offense? Maybe. Is the coaching staff aware of and under the mindset that 
blah, 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 blah. Basically, I'm all in that saying a few months ago that they like Trey Sermon a lot more and don't think that has changed. Eliza Mitchell was one fumble away from never being mentioned as fantasy, rele- fantasy relevant ever again. I'd love your thoughts. I mean, I, I think, I, I hope at least, you know, and, and you could correct me if I'm wrong. Obviously, we're on multiple platforms. We're not always talking together. You have conversations with my colleagues that are our colleagues, excuse me, that I'm always not privy to. I feel like as a group, we've kind of conveyed like, He's worth picking up now. You know, Dave said something which I, you know, he, and he referenced that I say this all the time, that if Elijah Mitchell wins you a week or two, he's worth X amount of fab for that price alone because he, he, he has that type of potential. Uh, we know this backfield. You've said this a, a ton of times. We know this backfield is not afraid. This coaching staff is not afraid to put somebody in the backfield that they that we may not have ever heard of um, or, or, or known, and, and these are two draft picks, but uh, that we didn't expect. And they can get great production out of it. I mean, you think about Mike Shanahan, Kyle's father, and what he's done with guys, you know, during his tenure as, as a head coach. So what I'm getting at is, like, Mitchell may have been forced into, into an opportunity. Uh, I'm going to guess he's going to get the first opportunity against the Eagles this week. If he struggles, and, and to the emailer's credit, uh, if he fumbles or gets hurt or something, we may never hear from him again. But you have to go in with the understanding of, Hopefully he's going to be the guy the rest of the way. So it was he was worth whatever you felt he was, you know, worth bidding on. Um, did you get him in any leagues? I got him actually as a second waiver wire claim. Someone took the what did I say? I think they took the Browns DST, which is another lesson actually. If Elijah Mitchell comes, if somebody like this comes around, even if you don't need him, you should probably use that waiver claim on him instead of something like the Browns DST and then try to flip him. Jamie, I I actually, just as we're speaking, I am looking at a screen that says trade submitted successfully. Let's see if this works. I offered just now Alvin Kamara and Elijah Mitchell for Christian McCaffrey. I'm seeing the trades that people are making for Elijah Mitchell. Somebody turned Elijah Mitchell into Robert Woods. I think this is a great time to try to sell Elijah Mitchell because you know people, some people spent their entire fab budget on him. Some people spent 80%. Those people are a lot more convinced on Elijah Mitchell than we are. And I think that I think you should just try, if you have him, to turn him into something that we think is better. Obviously, we don't know if it's better, but we're pretty sure. So we'll see if this gets rejected. I, I, this is a 49ers fan I'm trying to trade with, so that may, might help. But I had, yeah, I'm going uh, so, to spend the next day trying to make some Mitchell trades. Yeah, I had um, three scenarios with Liza Mitchell that, I mean, I, I put bids on him with every fab budget. You know, I wasn't going crazy. I, 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 I tried to practice what I preach, so, you know, any, it was anywhere from 25 to 40%. Um, of what I was bidding on of my, of my remaining fad budget. Uh, I got him in one league for $26 out of 100 is the first run of waivers. Um, I got him as a a 10-team league. He went through waivers and nobody picked him up because you only play one running back in this league. So most people were, were running to get wide receivers. And I was shocked when I went the next day and I was like, oh, he's still there. I'll pick him up. And then another league where... I also did something similar. I was like fifth on the waiver wire and the four people in front of me, this is one of the father son leagues with my seven year old. So the dad's usually the ones that are doing it. Um, I was like, okay, I'm not getting him. So I put it, put a bid in for the Packers DST. because I needed DST <laughs> and I would have gotten him cause I was the only one, I was the first one that made a move. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, some lessons that you learn, um, you know, even, even for us in this business, uh, I, I'm hopeful he's going to be good. You know, that's the that's the bottom line. You know, I hope he's going to be, you know, at least at least 
in a timeshare. I hope it's not that he stinks and after the one big game and he had the 38-yard touchdown run and that was really what boosted him. We, we can't forget that it was the Lions. They're terrible. Yeah, they are. Right, exactly. And uh, was, Sermon's going to get some work. Not going to be a lot of catches. He could be hasty. Could be hasty. Yeah, not the worst thing to do. Let me check hasty's roster percentage. It was at like 19% when I looked on Tuesday. Okay. He, he was added. He was added by the manager who auto-drafted Travis Etienne and J.K. Dobbins. That was the top What league break. is this? Uh, this is the only league I'm in th- without either podcast listeners or uh, or fantasy analysts. 25% roster, J. Michael, J. Michael Hasty. So this is a league I should win, but my name is Horse Bleep Team because I always suck at this league for whatever reason. Is your Dynasty League team or no? No, no. Oh, I forgot about that league. This is my only redraft league. Uh, Russell Wilson, Kamara, Gus Edwards. That was my, who I drafted. Justin Jefferson, Calvin Ridley, T. Higgins, and streaming tight ends. Pretty good, right? Yeah. 0-1. All right. <laughs> well, I, I started uh, Javante Williams this week. Well, I might start Elijah Mitchell. But maybe I'll start Christian McCaffrey. Who knows? Okay. Anyway, let's go on to uh, to the news and notes. Josh Jacobs did not practice. So that's three days in a row as we record this on Friday afternoon. Where are you going to end up with Drake if, if Jacobs doesn't play? Uh, just outside the top 24. You know, he'll be in the you know, 25 to 30. Um, I, I just tweeted it, and, and again, we're recording on Friday. So here's some of the questions that I got. Um, Walter Rogers Jr. says, James Robinson or Kenyon Drake in full PPR? I'll probably take Drake. Uh, Drake or Hines in PPR? I'd probably go Hines. Uh, Drake over Juju and Flex? No. Why Hines? Because Drake had five catches. Yeah, I probably, as I said that, I probably should change that one. So, so Drake over Hines. He had five catches. Carr threw the ball a ton. It's not like he had a ton of targets. They're not going to run. He's going to throw the ball a ton yeah. again. Uh, what do you think about Jalen Richard when he comes off when he comes back from short term IR? Do you think that Drake will not have that role? No, I think he will. Okay, because he, I, I've. I just really regret not taking him. Jacobs can't stay healthy at all. It's so sad. He's already hurt. It's crazy. Trey Sermon is going to be active this week, so we already talked about that situation. But Brandon Ayuk could regain his starting job. Shanahan basically kind of blamed last week on the injury, or at least where he was with the team on the injury. Um, Not going to start him, right? But let's see what happens here. Right. Okay. And buy low, if you can, on Ayuk. Debo or Ayuk, straight up. Who are you taking? Rest Ayuk. of season. Ayuk? Okay. Will Fuller out for personal reasons? I do think we we had that information on Friday morning, right? For the show? Yes. Yeah. Okay. You want to reiterate? Uh, no, we did not. I'm sorry. We, we did didn't? Not. Okay. So th- then talk about those two wide receivers, Parker and Waddle. Uh, I would try and stay away. Uh, I like Waddle still slightly better. I know you like Parker. You said that on our, on our noon uh, Friday fantasy football today show on CBS Sports HQ, and I get it. I think they're both number three ish receivers, um, but it's a it's a tough matchup for both those guys. Uh, it feels like it's going to be low scoring, so I, I think it's uh it's in your best interest to try to avoid them. Yeah, I regret saying that because I do think Tre'Davious White that factor is is real, and Parker would get him, a, you know, a lot. I, I, this I is where the quarterback I think it matters because Fitzpatrick would say I don't give a bleep. Right, right, right. Tua does. Uh, Xavier Rhodes is out for the Colts facing the Rams. Marquise we haven't seen Brent. Darius Leonard yet, right? Yes, he practiced. Okay. I'll double check on that, but I'm pretty sure he, he was back. Uh, Marquise Brown practiced, so it looks like he's good to go for Sunday night. Zach Ertz practiced, and Zadarius Smith, Packers pass rusher, is on IR with a back injury. 
Okay. Let's go to our Apple podcast questions. Give me a moment. Here we go. Yeah, Darius Leonard practice. Okay. From Floyd, Javante Williams or Devante Smith in non-PPR? Ooh. Um, Javante Williams. So I don't think Mosley's pla- uh, practiced either. I, I didn't see the Friday report for the Niners. But they might not have Verrett. Obviously, they won't have him or Mosley. And I, Josh Norman, baby. I think the Eagles are going to win, and they're still three-point underdogs. I think the Eagles are going to win, too. All right. Teamwork. You're an Eagles fan, though. Well, yeah, I'm pretty biased. Okay. Uh, 10-team full PPR. This question is from Jet Yellow. Two wide receivers. How would you sell A.J. Brown and Terry McLaurin? I could use a running back upgrade. How would I sell them? Yeah. Um, I still would value them as I did going into the season as top 10 receivers, AJ Brown, a borderline top five guy. The difference is, is that if you're trying to sell AJ Brown before his game, he's coming off a bad game and the Titans look like poop, you know, so you're not going to get probably as good of a player back in return. Now, if you're trying to sell McLaurin after his game last night, my gosh, that's the perfect scenario, right? If you're trying to, you know, get rid of a player for, you know, an upgrade. So like if I'm trying to trade AJ Brown right now, I'm probably looking at, Antonio Gibson, I'm probably looking at uh, Najee Harris. I'm probably looking at you know guys that had a little bit of a struggle in week one that were drafted probably a little bit ahead of them. If, uh, if I'm really trying to you know, see if I can get somebody of, of similar value but that looked great in week one, you know, I'd probably go to the Joe Mixon fantasy manager and say, can, you, can we make a deal that way? But those are the running backs. You know, the guys that we had ranked um, anywhere from 6 to 15, 6 to 12, mm-hmm. David Montgomery. Know those type of guys? Okay. I'm going to say something now, and everybody, you can clip it and make fun of me in two years. I am pretty happy if I drafted Deami Brown in a dynasty league. I think he's going to be a good player. I'm totally agreeing with you. Uh, this was uh, one of Pete Prisco's better than guys, which is the, the list that he puts together of players that are not going to get drafted high that he thinks are better than their draft stock. And... Um, You know, I think uh, a lot of us were hopeful that when Curtis Samuel went down, that he would be the one that stepped up. Clearly, it's been Adam Humphreys a little bit more. Um, But the kid's got uh, big-time playmaking ability. He does. And, you know, he's going to be, I think, I'm trying to think of like a comparison. You know, maybe two years from now, uh, Darnell Mooney, you know how we're talking about him? You know, a guy that was a a fifth-round pick? Yeah, I don't know. It it was weird because Brown, if if you recall, the eve of the draft, there was buzz that he was going to be a first round pick that obviously did not happen but uh people really liked him he was kind of like a javante williams some people eh, same school and all but some people thought he was uh that good and he fell a little bit all right start three in ppr from tyler mclaurin i'd start him deontay johnson Corey davis antonio brown and sterling shepherd Jeez, now i'm sorry we didn't we're never really going to answer these before thursday night unless you send them early early in the week so let's take uh, Terry McLaurin and Shepard out of the equation. Who are your two favorites, Deontay, Corey Davis, or Antonio Brown? Uh, not Corey Davis, Deontay, and Antonio. All right, this is from Two Inch Titan. Ugh. Full PPR, DJ Moore, McLaurin, Damian Harris. Whoa, so many McLaurins here. Not a good idea to ask Thursday night questions. Uh, who do you like better, McLaurin or Harris? For, for this week? Yeah. Not more, 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 more,
Which Harris? Damien. And what's the format? PPR. DJ Moore. Grade the trade from Crazy Legs. I traded Adam Thielen and Tyson Williams for Stefan Diggs and Tyson Jones. Or Tyson, or Tony Jones, he meant to write. He wrote, he wrote Tyson Jones and totally fooled me there. If you were to take Tony Jones out of it, I'd still give it an A. So it's an A. Okay. Pick a flex from Sam. Half PPR. Mike Davis, Juju, Fuller, Ronald Jones, Jamal Williams. So no Fuller. Mike Davis, Juju, Ronald Jones, Jamal Williams. Half PPR. Juju. Juju. Okay. From the real big blue 26. Oh, well, you must be a huge loser then. Wow. Well, because, you know, it's a Giants joke. 12-team full PPR league. Choose one. DJ Moore, Antonio Brown, Damian Harris, or Tyler Boyd? Uh, Antonio Brown. From DH. I don't know how to pronounce your last name. Sorry, dude. What's more annoying, when I go, uh, or when Heath goes, yeah? Oh, neither annoy me. The <laughs> yeah thing is great because it's so predictable. Yeah. And it's very reassuring. <laughs> Does Dave have one? No, I don't think so. I don't, not that I can think of. Maybe, maybe the listeners know. I'm going to pay attention to it now. Comment uh, in the YouTube section. Let's see. Oh, God. <laughs> Where self-esteem goes to die. Why? YouTube comments. Constructive criticism is good. Sometimes. But I don't mind that people hate me. That's fine. Adam, Adam is, a, is an idiot, all that stuff. It's, oh, I think I probably get it the worst. You know, the only person who doesn't get any criticism is Heath. He is like, nobody hates Heath. I hate Heath. What's with everybody? No, obviously. I think we all get it to a certain degree. Yeah. But it's fine. Look, people are entitled to this. We used to have, Adam, I don't know if you recall, we used to have comments on our stories. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, you know, coming from, you know, a Those were worse? Huh? Those were worse? Oh, my God. Really? Terrible. And then we used to have, you know, people could, could send us emails unsolicited. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, the yeah. stuff that I heard, man. Whew. The people who email are actually usually nice. Yeah, that's it's more personal. Um, I think the people that email, first of all, I, I, I don't mind if you're critical. You absolutely have every right to be critical of stuff that we say that's wrong. Totally get it. It's the stuff that gets personal that's obviously a little tough. Yeah, you know, th- right. those, those are the ones. Right, but so. I don't mind. You know, people say that they hate me or you know, critical of stuff that I say. That's fine. I, I've learned, and a lot of people out there listening, well, some of you might want to go into the industry. I know I hear that a lot. How did you get in and all that? You got to have thick skin, obviously, but sometimes criticism good because you know, you don't realize you're doing something that people aren't receiving well and you can become a better on-air personality from it. But it's the, it's the personal stuff and the name calling that does kind of bothers me. But all right. Anyway, did I read the question? I have a pickle, uh, Godwin lamb in a pickle. I hope you don't have pickles because they are food. They're sandwich orders. Uh, come on. Godwin, Lamb, Swift, and Diggs. I need to start two wide receivers and a flex. Godwin, Lamb, Swift, and Diggs. Who's sitting? Man, that's a great group. Uh, I probably said Swift. Yeah. From Jack Brace. Is trading for depth stupid? I'm in a 14-team PPR league. Start two receivers and a flex. I just lost Mostert, and I have Saquon, so it's not looking good for me. I do have Gaskin, though. I was thinking about cashing in on Tyler Lockett's week one and trading him for Damian Harris and Sterling Shepard. No, I I wouldn't. I feel like you can get more for Lockett, but 
That's not horrible in PPR. The concept is not bad in a 14-team PPR league trading for depth. But if you were going to trade Tyler Lockett, give me two pieces that are worse than Tyler Lockett individually but make sense to do in a depth trade. So what, what if it was – Let's because I, I think probably what we're going to get hung up on is, is Harris is not great in PPR and Shepard may not be this good consistently. No chance, I said. So what if it was um, – Jamar Chase. Yes. Or what if it was Shepard and um, Chris Carson? Yeah, I would. I I do that, but I would take I would take Carson over Lockett straight up anyway. But yeah, that might be too high. What if it's um, if it were somebody like? Blair? Oh yeah, Bylow on Clyde, and yeah, 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 I would do that. So Edwards, Hilaire, and Shepard, you would do. And Harris and Jamar Chase, you would do. But you wouldn't do Chase and Shepard together. I wouldn't. I'm not really believing. I mean, Harris in, and Shepard together. Excuse me. I'm not really believing in Shepard. Although it is now, going back to last year, four straight games with nine or more targets and 77 or more yards. The, the, road, the NBC Sports Edge update on Shepard from last night is absolutely hysterical. Uh, Kudos the, to whoever wrote it. The you conservative read it thing? Huh? The conservative thing? It is so funny. Yeah, go ahead. Read it. Uh, let me get to it. Okay. I ask, me one more, ask me one more question. Okay. From Gaelic Sox fan. Hey, Claire, Jamie, Brianna, and Roger. That is from Outlander and not from Game of Thrones, which is close anyway. Jamie and Brianna. Or Brianne. 12-team uh, half PPR league to flex. I can use a tight end in the second flex spot. Who should I start? Juju, Deontay Johnson, Jamison Crowder, J.D. McKissick, or Daryl Williams, or Cole Komet. Okay, obviously we're not going to tell you K- McKissick. That wouldn't be fair. I don't know. I Deontay. guess he needs two. So Deontay's one. So Juju, it's Juju, right? If you want to go with both Steelers. Like we had that question on, um, I'm sorry, I got that question on a radio show. Would you start both Jamar Chase and T. Higgins? And so the answer that I gave is I'm always going to try and play the best players I have. But, you know, you could get a little annoyed if clearly one guy is great and one guy stinks. Yeah, but it's, Crow- stinks. it's Crowder, Daryl Williams, and Cole Komet. I mean, you got Right, so those are the, you know, it's easy to play your best players there. Yeah. All right, you ready for the update? <laughs> yes. So this was after giving his stat line and what he did. Uh, Shepard continuing to lead the Giants in targets nevertheless makes too much sense. He is the perfect conservative option for a conservative quarterback taking place from a conservative offense coordinator working for a conservative coach employed by a conservative general manager cashing checks from a conservative owner. Shepard will have wide receiver two juice for week three against the horrid Falcons. Just perfect. It's so wrong. I, I just think that it's almost like the only drive people watched on Thursday night was the one after the interception. And they weren't paying attention to the quarterback keepers and the RPOs and and those types of things and the end around. Like Benny Garrett? In this game, yeah. I mean, I don't think he's good, but in this game, he wasn't conservative at all. I mean, Darius Slayton dropped a 45-ish yard touchdown pass. He was wide open. Daniel Jones is not a conservative quarterback. Daniel Jones throws the ball downfield. He's, in fact, he should be more conservative. He's too turnover prone. This game was not on Jason Garrett. It's just it, these the storylines that people focus on when you watch an entire game and you focus on this one conservative drive, which was a mistake, which was dumb. But by the way, they gave the ball to Saquon Barkley twice, and he didn't do anything with it. But he is their best player. You know, it it just it just all the narratives I saw on Twitter. That Twitter just drives me crazy. All right. Anyway. Yeah. Bridgewater or Tannehill. 
Bridgewater. Uh, Tano, Tano, Tano. Julio, Sutton, Juju, or Boyd? Uh, Juju. 10-team PPR, Claypool or Sutton this week? Claypool. Grade the trade. Jamar, Jamar, Claypool, Chase, uh, Jamar, Claypool, Young, and Edmonds for Godwin and McLaurin. Jamar, Claypool, Young, and Edmonds. Is this IDP? Who's Young? I, I, that's what I, I was. I said Chase Young, and then I was like, wait, it can't be Chase Young, but who else would it be? Steve Young? <laughs> Godwin and McLaurin. It's a lot to give up for Godwin and McLaurin, but you are getting the two best players. I would do it. Yes. Yeah. Damian Harris or Saquon Barkley? In a trade? <laughs> no, for this week. Why are you picking questions with so many Thursday night I'm games? I'm just reading them. Like, I haven't seen them. This is the first time I'm seeing them. I'm, this is questions from where? The I, Apple page? Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, what would you have said? I would have said Harris. Good. Good for you. Who should I start, James Robinson or Chase Edmonds? Edmonds. All right. And that is it for our Apple Podcast questions. Thank you so much for those. So, uh, big weekend plans? Uh, 3 30 Don't Saturday. care. Just couldn't find the Fantasy Cops music. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, 3.30 Saturday. I know what you're doing. Send in your I'll questions. I'll YouTube comments. I'll <laughs> we're putting, uh, we're, we're uh, out for justice here. We're like Steven Seagal. We are the fantasy cops regulating what's going on in your league. All right. First one is from Champ P. We have a new commissioner this year, and he is a ruthless dictator. When I asked him. <laughs> he used the full word. Yeah. When I asked him uh, what the definition of a legal lineup was, he replied, in all caps, NO DEFINITION. Last year, he did not play a kicker in the last week of the season to intentionally lose, and it forced my team to miss out on a bye. This ultimately cost me a shot at a three-peat in our league. I complained endlessly, but was overruled because my league wanted me to fail. Now this year, week one, he does not start a defense to have one more roster spot to pick up another position player, which ended up being Elijah Mitchell. Please help define what a legal lineup is and put my commish on blast. Um, I mean, obviously a legal lineup, in my opinion, should be you have to start all your guys for that week. I don't necessarily love the... If, you, if your league requires you to play a kicker and a defense, you should have to have a kicker and a defense in there. Now, you, it could be up to you... If you put a kicker in, for example, that is not active, but as long as you're filling that spot responsibly with a player of that position, if they if your league requires it, so that's the way I usually approach things. Um, it just sounds like this guy wants to run the league the way he wants to run it. You don't really have a choice, I think, if you want to play in this league. If you're if you're really that upset with it, and, and clearly everybody else is backing the commissioner, but we could put the commission on blast and tell him he's. Being, yeah, I mean, he should be playing a defense and he should be playing a kicker and, you know, bending the rules to whatever extent, which sounds like he's doing, is benefiting him. Okay, now the other side of that is I've never played in a league, by the way, in which you in which you can start a lineup that is not complete, that doesn't right. have a position. It's really to his disadvantage. I mean, if he wants to lose, now kudos to him for getting Elijah Mitchell, whatever, that's a lucky break, but... He didn't start a defense. That's could be, you know, eight points or something. It could be a lot more, but on average, eight points. That's a big deal. So it's not like it's a really big benefit, in my opinion. 
it should that not be legal if if the rules don't say should that not be okay do you think it should be a blanket rule that you should have to I think start if you require your league to play a defense on a week to week basis everybody should fill that spot yeah i agree but if you don't then i guess it's a risk worth taking the only problem is then you get into the situation where later in the year if you've already been eliminated from the playoffs you can pull that crap to mess with other fantasy managers and get them to not have a buy and you know that is that bothers me yeah. So in that for that reason, I think every league should require you to field a complete lineup. Just play on CBS, man. All right. Uh, so next up, this is from Tim. Dear Lamar, Deshaun, and Justin. Quarterbacks. Uh, sure. No, because it's spelled D-E-S-E-A-N. So I'll give you another chance. Lamar, Deshaun, and Justin. Um, Once upon a time, there were five of them. They made very good music. ABC. Oh, easy as one, two, three. This is Jackson's. Jackson. Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Jackson, Justin Jackson. Jackson five. Gotcha. Yeah. Action Jackson. Okay. Okay. Like. Fantasy Justice, I will play this segment of your podcast in class if it is read. All right. Reaching a new audience. I teach high school math, and I started an eight-team league with a group of seniors in one of my classes after hearing them nonstop talk about their recent draft and trade offers. I figured it was an opportunity to bond with them, but also be able to say, okay, no more fantasy talk for the rest of the period. I let one of my very enthusiastic students create the league, but I told him to make me co-league manager. I noticed Friday afternoon during week one, he moved himself from seven of eight in waiver wire priority to number two. I moved him back, hoping he would take the hint and not need further conversation when I saw him Monday. Monday afternoon, he did it again. He wasn't in school Tuesday, so I brought it up with his friends and league mates, and he promptly put himself at eight of eight after they berated him with messages. Is this embarrassment of all the students in the league booing him and saying, cheater, when class started on Wednesday, punishment enough? Yes, 100%. Public shame is always worse. Um, he obviously didn't get a chance to make the waiver moves, so it's not like you're gonna take a play away from him. Um, but now you gotta keep an eye on him. So it's, uh, you know, I, I've I've been in some situations where I've caught a commissioner doing something wrong in, in leagues that I'm in, and you know, you at least for me, I try to address it privately and be like, look, I I, I caught you, <laughs> you know, don't don't do it again. Um, especially, you know, I I can I can get certain data points that no, no people are uh, privileged to because I could find out, you know, the behind the scenes moves. Oh yeah. Uh, um, so if you want to play on our site, you're not going to do that ever again. But I think public shame <laughs> is certainly the, the best form of embarrassment, especially for a young guy. Yeah, I think so. I can't, that's pretty bold that he did that. All right. Don't do it again. If you, if you do, then we're moving you to the back of the waiver wire priorities the following week as well. And Jamie, because we're getting things off our chest right now, I have a guilty conscience I have a player in my IR that's no longer IR eligible, so I'm going to make the roster move. I noticed it this morning, and I'm going to drop Jamison Crowder. Good job. Yeah. So there you go. Really, it was your responsibility as the commissioner, but I'll do your job for you. Thank you for managing your own team. You're very welcome. All right, Jamison Crowder is back on the waiver wire. We're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, we've got your emails. Fantasy football at CBSI.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, 
chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Gather your besties. We are very exclusive. And get ready. Mom, go make snacks. For sure, Regina. Yeah. For the movie that hits like a bus in a good way. No one dies. Mean Girls. Made at PG 13. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Back here on Fantasy Football Today, let's read your emails. Thank you so much for all of your emails, all your fantasy cops questions and whatnot. Leslie says, I need a flex in a half PPR league. I am torn between Jacoby Myers and Javante Williams. Or Terry McLaurin or Saquon Barkley or J.D. McKissick. No, just kidding. Myers or Javante Williams? Half PPR. Uh, half, I'm going to go Javante. I think it's going to be a good game for both the Broncos running backs. And the fact that he had 14 carries, they had the same amount of touches. Um, I, I think this is uh, a, a game where Javante has not a huge breakout game, but a, a good enough game that you say, okay, he can maybe be a flex for me moving forward. From Garrett, half PPR, Mike Davis or Javante Williams? Javante Williams. Just play the matchups. From Trenton, give up Antonio Brown and Mike Davis. Get Clyde Edwards-Elair, PPR. Uh, no. Wow. Davis wasn't so far off from Edwards-Elair in the draft process. And Antonio yeah. Brown looks fantastic. He was three rounds. Well, you know what? I, I never really heard your thoughts on Clyde Edwards-Elair after week one. What do you think? Um, I, I mean, I like the fact that he dominated the running back work, you know, so that's encouraging. I think they're going to be better games ahead. This is a really interesting week because last year when they faced the Ravens in week three, I think it was, um, he had five catches for 70 yards. And so I hope that that's something that continues, that he's going to have that type of work in the passing game. We saw the Raiders, you know, throw the ball six times to the running backs, five times to Kenyon Drake. So I'm, I'm hopeful for Edwards Hilaire, but I, I, I just, Okay, so maybe it was three. I, I think it was more closer to two rounds because I think Edwards Lair ended up being a third round pick and Davis was a fifth round pick. Okay. Um, so, you know, what you're talking about is also maybe three to three to five spots in the rankings, too. And, you know, like if you're asking Heath, I think Heath might have had Davis ahead of Edwards Lair. Um, so it depends on the analyst you're talking to. So for me, I, I don't think there's a, a significant enough difference that to put somebody else that potentially good on top of it. I'd rather have Brown and Davis. Okay. And uh, Clyde Edwards, Elair. Yeah. So <laughs> at the stat I gave on Thursday, three straight years, Chiefs, Ravens, two Chiefs running backs have either had 47 or more receiving yards or a receiving touchdown. It's, I think he had 20 carries for 64 yards in that game, too. Uh-huh. So 25 touches. Yeah. But I guess it doesn't shock me that they're throwing to their running backs a lot against the Ravens, but that's what they've done three straight years. Okay, next up is Hunter. Should I trade Robbie Anderson for Chase Edmonds in a half PPR league? Yes. From Greg. Hey, John, Aria, Sansa, and Brienne. Brienne. Game of Thrones. Yeah, rank them. You're, you know, from favorite to least favorite. John, Aria, Sansa, Brienne. Uh, John, Aria... Brienne and Sansa. I agree. John won Sansa. No, John, Brienne, Sansa, Arya. Uh, what? I ended up loving Arya, but her whole journey was just such a snooze fest. 
I mean, the man with no name, no face, whatever. It's snooze, snoozer. Okay, half PPR, 12-team leagues, small benches. Please rank who you would be stashing. I don't have any of the handcuffs to these stashes. Well, these are handcuffs, but he doesn't have the starters. Michael Carter, Tony Jones, Tony Pollard, Kenny Gainwell, J.D. McKissick. How would you rank them? Carter, Michael Carter, Tony Jones, Tony Pollard, Gainwell, and McKissick. Pollard, one. Jones, two. Gainwell, three. Carter and McKissick. See, the thing with McKissick is, is he's the most playable of this group. Yeah. So I don't really consider him a stash in the same level. So I'll put Carter then McKissick. It's kind of interesting. I don't think McKissick's role changes if something happens to... Changes dramatically if something happens in Gibson. It's kind of interesting with Carter. You know, when we drafted him two weeks ago, we knew we were going to get a slow start. But has he really fallen behind all of the handcuffs, Tony Jones and Tony Powell? Well, put it, I, I mean, the way that I was thinking in my head is starter gets hurt, who are you starting? Yeah. So Pollard right. starts, he's the best play. Uh, Jones starts, he's the second best play. Gainwell, to me, would be the third. And then Carter, probably fourth, I guess, if the other guys go away. It's not uncommon for a rookie running back to be 100% rostered to start the year, by midseason be 30% rostered, and then be very relevant down the stretch. And that could be Carter, but he's, his roster percentage is going to go down every week until we see if you're If you're looking for a comp... I would say the hope would be he's J.K. Dobbins. Yeah. Look, David Johnson a few years ago. What was it, five years ago at this point? But Good call. 2016. Yeah. yeah. No, 2015. All right. From, uh, from Mitch. A while back, you graded my Dynasty Superflex trade. You gave it a C plus, which is a win. Half PPR. All right. The trade was I gave up Dak Prescott. I got pick 1.9 in 2021. Pick 2.9 in 2022. I don't know how we already know it's 2.9. Um, oh, I know what happened. He gave me a correction on the email. I'm going to come back to this one to get, it, to get it right. I'm sorry about that. From Jimmy. Damian Harris, Cortland Sutton, or Corey Davis? PPR flex. Damian Harris. Okay, just tell me why, because I need to find this email. Uh, I think it's just a matchup against the Jets. I, I think they're going to stick with him despite the fumble. I think he's going to still have an opportunity to get a couple catches. They should win this game easily. So I want to see Sutton first, and I don't trust Corey Davis in that same game. Okay, a while back, you graded my Dynasty Superflex PPR, half PPR trade as a C plus. The picks were, he gave up Dak Prescott. He got a 2021 First and second round pick, both ninth overall, 1.9 and 2.9 in 2021, and a 2022 second round pick. Okay. So we gave that a C-plus for Dak Prescott. 109, 209, and another second. And we don't know what he got for 109. We do now. Okay. So now, regrading, he gave up Dak Prescott. He got Zach Wilson, Elijah Moore, and a 2022 second round pick. Yeah. <laughs> I, hey, there's a lot of potential with Wilson and Moore. There's a lot. All right, let me ask you this. 
just in theory. <laughs> uh, uh, three years from now, who's the better fantasy quarterback? Dak Prescott. Three years from now, is Elijah Moore a must-start fantasy wide receiver? Uh, he really think? could. I, I have think? no idea. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, not not must start, but sixth round pick kind of player. So uh, Tyler Boydish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Okay. So Zach Wilson is Stafford. What, what do you? That'd be great. So uh, Stafford and and Tyler Boyd for Dak. I'd still probably, I'd rather have Dak. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny how things work out, huh? Now, if you were to tell that, that Superflex. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say like if you were to tell me it was Fields or Lance, it's a different story. Elijah Moore has potential to be a lot better than Tyler Boyd. You know, we'll see. So he this does. this he is does. from you need you need Elijah Moore to be a superstar because I think the quarterbacks in a few years are still going to be slate, slanted one way. Heavily. Yeah, but maybe maybe he's going to be that good. Maybe maybe Zach Wilson. I agree with everything you're saying, but this is what's fun about it. You have no idea the outcomes here. You saw the, the touchdown pass he made to Corey Davis when he was rolling to his right, threw a pretty nice ball in the end zone. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not judging Zach Wilson. This isn't a Zach Wilson stinks by any stretch, or Elijah Moore stinks, but you gave up a top five quarterback right now, and... That has Amari Cooper locked in contract-wise if he stays. C.D. Lamb still be on the team because his rookie deal stays. You know, Michael Gallup, we don't know, but who's going to be the third receiver? I mean, there's a lot to like about Dak. Yes, yes. Still for is. the foreseeable future. All right, this is Jamie from Jersey. Dear Joe, L.C., Ernie, and Dwight. I don't know. I gave up Tyson Williams. I got Brandon Ayuk in a PPR Dynasty League. Wow. Perfect, perfect type of trade to make. Yeah, especially in Dynasty. Okay, from Salvatore. Half PBR, I was offered Metcalf and Pitts for George Kittle and Kareem Hunt. Would you give up Would you give up Kareem Hunt and George Kittle for Metcalf and Pitts? I would much rather have Metcalf and Pitts in Dynasty. Oh, no, this isn't Dynasty. The previous one was. Oh. Um, Metcalf and Pitts or Hunt and Kittle? I'd rather have Metcalf and Pitts. Yeah. All right, from Jason. I need to start two, and one has to be a running back. Jonathan Taylor. No, no, no. This is her starters. Okay. James Robinson, Devin Singletary, Javante Williams. Pick one. Javante. And then pick one. James Robinson, Devin Singletary, LaVisca Chenault, KJ Hamlet. I don't know who he is. Darnell Mooney and Brian Edwards. Um... I would have said Singletary before the Zach Moss news. Uh, Might have to gamble on Robinson here. I just have no faith right now. Um, LaVisca, Hamler, Mooney. I'll go LaVisca. Okay. From Matthew, Miles Gaskin or Damian Harris, PPR? Gaskin. And from Mike. Mike from a city that was discovered by the Germans in 1904. They named it after... Yeah. I'm not going to read the rest. San Diego. Uh, Robbie Anderson <laughs> or Kyle Pitts or Cole Beasley, PPR? Uh, let's go with Kyle Pitts. And from Andrew, what do I do with Kenny Galladay? He's played horrible the last two weeks. Do I keep him or try to find a trade for him? 
You're not going to get fair value in return, so I would keep him and see what happens against the Falcons. This is the perfect squeaky wheel scenario coming up. Yelena is quarterback, team struggling, uh, easier opponent after the first two matchups. So I would say hold tight, and then if he has a big game and you want to try and sell him, then sell him then. So you like Sterling Shepard better than Galladay rest of season? It's hard not to right now, right? It's hard not to right now, but if you step back and think about it, Galladay has been such a better player than Sterling Shepard in his career. Well, of course, but let's just think about their roles and format, right? So if we're talking half or full PPR, I'd be very surprised if there's many games that Kenny Galladay has more catches than Sterling Shepard. Now, obviously, you would expect more yards and touchdown potential to favor Kenny Galladay, so that's where it should hopefully even out. But I would not be surprised if we get to the end of the season and Shepard has 30 more receptions than Kenny Galladay. I completely agree. Keep in mind, though, it's kind of like what you were talking about with the Titans. They had such a disjointed offseason, and maybe they were just getting their feet wet. These were the first two games that Galladay and Jones played together. Yep. So, uh, I think... But it's it's also... The history of Jones and yeah. Shepard. They have a great chemistry. They absolutely do. And Shepard looks like he's playing very freely right now. Um, he's playing great. Uh, okay, by the way, the greeting before, I, I'm disappointed that you didn't get this. I knew I wouldn't get it. But Joe, LC, Ernie, and Dwight are Steelers legends. Oh, yeah. Okay, from Henry, last one here. PPR, Jamar Chase or Elijah Mitchell? Jamar Chase. Okay. Just want to keep you updated. I have not gotten a uh, an acceptance of the Camara and Mitchell trade yet. I was holding my breath. <laughs> I'll text you when it gets rejected. Zach Ertz not on the injury report. We'll play. I don't think. Did we even talk about Zach Moss? By the way, being active, you're not. So you're not starting Singletary anymore, are you? Uh, I'm not starting Singletary anymore. I still would favor Singletary over Moss for this week, but I have to downgrade him. So, like, I had Singletary listed as a sleeper and starts it. That is no longer to the same degree, but I think he's still the better Bills running back. Okay. Thank you to Jamie and to everybody for watching and listening. Very much appreciated. We'll talk to you on Sunday. Post those YouTube comments. Let's see him. (laughs) 10 a.m. Eastern on CBS Sports HQ until kickoff. It's going to be great stuff with Jamie leading the way and... Good luck to the Gators. And I might as well root for them since I'm rooting for the Eagles this year. See you later, everybody. If you're looking for a podcast adventure, check out Dum Dums and Dragons, a podcast where improvisers and comedians who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. Dum Dums and Dragons has been featured on the official Dungeons and Dragons podcast, ranked number two of all fiction podcasts in America, and has been downloaded more than four million times. Dum Dums and Dragons can be discovered anywhere hilarious podcasts can be found. It's like Lord of the Rings, if everyone was an idiot.